looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Welcome to the show, and how is everyone? I'll tell you what, I am so excited. First, today is the Mardi Gras, and in Pittsburgh, that's a celebration to raise monies for epilepsy. And it is in Pittsburgh, PA, and it is a fantastic event. Then... Hey, next week is the AAPD Gala, which I refer to as the Academy Awards of the Disability Community, and it is such a great event. And today, you are going to be so excited because today we have a business leader who has become a disability leader in this country and is an officer on the executive committee of AAPD, a wonderful person, someone I really look up to, Meredith Ryan Reed, Vice President at March USA. Meredith, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. The feeling is mutual. You're certainly a wonderful role model for me. Well, Meredith, I think a good question that you can answer for our listeners um, you know this is our eighth year, and we have fantastic listeners all the time, including the great Yoshiko Dart, who is always out there for us, and all of my friends in the disability community. But how about if you share with them, what made you become interested in working in this area? Well, the first interaction I had with the community, and specifically at, with AAPD, was when I was working at AIG. Um, someone in our corporate affairs office had approached me at the time I was working on behalf of the life companies to help develop new business and find new areas of opportunity to distribute our products. The AAPD was connected with AIG. AIG had donated to the gala that you referenced earlier, and they were trying to get more involved, and leaders from the AAPD were coming into our offices at the time Andy Imperato was the CEO, and he was bringing Ted Kennedy Jr. with him, and they asked if I would like to meet them because they were having some issues or questions around providing better insurance products to the disability community, which was something I was certainly happy to talk to them about. Long story short, we met a few times about that particular subject. Andy had reached out to me and said, you know, we're looking for new board members. Do you have anyone in mind? And I said, absolutely, let me let me." talked to a couple people. I'm sure they'd be delighted to join. And he called me back the next day and said, I'm sorry, I don't think I was clear. I was actually asking you to join our board, uh, which was such a surprise to me and such an honor to be asked. 
and what Andy had asked me to focus on at the beginning was lending some of my experiences from a marketing standpoint and business development standpoint to the AAPD and working on fundraising and and additional uh, marketing opportunities, and I was happy to do it. And and what happened from there was, was honestly, I got much more out of the AAPD than, than they got out of me and learned so much about the community, met fantastic advocates, really got in touch with some of the major causes, legislation, and really for me as well, it was my first um, time understanding how uh, Washington worked. Not to say I completely understand it, but getting new exposure to that as well was really helpful in understanding how legislation moves and, you know, it's fascinating to me and, and it's been wonderful. Well, may I tell you, you have been a tremendous help to AAPD and we're really blessed and lucky to have you on, on the board. Uh, but being that you are on the executive board, Meredith, you know, what does that mean to you? How would you say AAPD has impacted you the most? Well, you know, first off, start by saying sometimes I don't feel uh, worthy of a lot of the other people in the room. I think I remember the first meeting I went to, uh, I was on vacation, and I was trying to figure out how to get from the New Jersey shore to Washington, D.C., which on the map it looks like it's pretty easy and there should be a boat that gets you there, but it turned out to be a little bit more complicated. And I remember complaining that it was going to be difficult to figure out all the logistics. You know, long story short, I figured it out and got there. And I entered the room and saw people in the room. You know, two people were quadriplegics. You know, someone else had, you know, an assistance dog. And, you know, everyone in the room had, you know, a much broader logistical challenge to get to that meeting than I did. And it immediately gave me the perspective uh, that I, I take a lot of things for granted. And my everyday, you know, getting around, navigating New York City is, you know, while it appeared challenging to me, you know, in the past, until I have had more interaction with people in the community, did I really understand how, how difficult that can be for people. And I started noticing things like curb cuts and noticing, you know, the placement of exit signs and and elevators in the subway system, and, and all these things that you take for granted. Um, I tell the story that, you know, I was recently at Staples, um, and I saw a big sign that said, ADA elevator available, and I just laughed, you know. Uh, what would they have done if the ADA hadn't come along, and, you know, why does it have to be an ADA elevator? Isn't an ele- <laughs> elevator a good idea for everybody? Um, you know, so, things like that. It, I just always took the ADA for granted. I really had no understanding that it was only 20 years old until I really got involved with the AAPD, and I just can't imagine a world where, you know, that that's not the case. Um, and there's still a lot of work to be done, but, you know, there's so many things you don't even realize until you're literally talking with advocates and, and literally traveling around with people who are either in a wheelchair or, or have a, you know, a particular challenge um, to understand how uh, how important that legislation is. And you know what, and it is, and you know that one thing you said, I, of course, as you know, am an advocate for employment, but I always tell people once they get involved in the world of disability, it is amazing how they will see so many things differently. You know, they will notice when things are not accessible. They will notice, you know, for someone who is blind, when a video is not accessible or Mm -hmm. when someone who is deaf where they don't have captioning. You know, you'll start to notice all of these things, but then you will also realize that many of these 
forms of accessibility everyone uses. Right. You know, go to any restaurant bar in the United States, and you're going to see the TV on with, with captioning. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and how many mothers use those curb cuts? Well, right, and I'm a, I'm a new mother myself of a four-month-old, and navigating the city without those curb cuts just wouldn't be possible for me. And I, you know, make eye contact with the, the FedEx delivery guy and everyone else who has a, a hand truck and uses them as well. And, you know, I think that um, people without disabilities might might make more use of those things uh, than people with. Um, so I think everyone's benefited, and it makes, it makes all the sense in the world. Right. It really does. And... Uh, it, you know, it really does change you. And being involved with AAPD really does have a tremendous impact on you because of all the great people that you get to work with. But, Meredith, uh, I know one thing you are very familiar with is the terrible situation for Americans with disabilities trying to gain employment. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you think it's so – I mean, it's been 20 years since the ADA was written – why, why do you think this is so hard for us to break this barrier? I think it's it's ignorance. Um, and that's a, a strong word, but I mean it in you know the, the true sense of the word. People just aren't familiar with what people with disabilities can do, and they have false assumptions about productivity and false assumptions about expense. So I think that a lot of employers avoid it because they're not as comfortable with it and they don't understand how to solve the problem or how to make their workplace as accessible as it can be. They don't understand, you know, that hiring people with disabilities could improve productivity. Um, They think that, you know, there's too much expense involved with maybe making a a workstation accessible. I think there's all these unknown factors that people just don't know how to navigate. You know, I've seen great examples when employers were presented with the solution to a problem they went ahead and did it, and it turned out to be a you know a fantastic win for everyone involved. But they don't actively seek to do something different. I think in general, you know that might be the biggest theme. Um, you know, and doing something different requires more work. And a lot of people are so caught up in what they're used to doing that it's hard to to step outside of their their current world and expand their thinking and and go out on a ledge. Um, even though there's a tremendous payback. You know, I also think that there aren't enough advocates outside of the disability community advancing the cause, and I think that that's something that has to change to really get the the visibility and the action that's needed. And I think that, you know, what, the work that you do, Joyce, is so fantastic, and you literally can put numbers, numbers behind it and make a wonderful business case. Um, and the more positive examples we have of employers that are doing this, I think the more employers you see will follow suit. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You are one of those people who is open-minded and, and, and does hire people with disabilities, and I cannot understand why people, you know, don't see that it's a person. I always tell people, okay, so you're in a wheelchair. You're seated in a chair. You know, what does this have to do with the ability of the person to do the job? But just as you said, Meredith, yeah. Lack of understanding right. really right. creates many of the myths that are out there and that exist today. Another reason I will tell you, the AAPD Gala, which is next Tuesday in Washington, D.C., and if you go to aap.com, that's aapd.com, 
you can still go, still attend, but when you go there and you see all these people who have accomplished so much, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it gets to you, wow, these are just people. Right. Not exactly. aliens. We're no. really people. And right. we are people who want to work. Mm-hmm. Now, as I look around the floor of my office, I see a lot of people sitting in chairs with wheels. See what I mean? And we all use the elevator every single day, and, you know, it, would, it wouldn't make a difference. In fact, it might make my job easier. <laughs> well, too bad everyone doesn't think like you, Meredith. Uh, but, hey... We're going to use people like you to be a leader in America from the business world, and that's where the hiring occurs. If you just joined us, we are talking to Meredith Ryan Reed, the Vice President at Marsh USA and a member of the Executive Board of the American Association of People with Disabilities. We'll be right back with Meredith to talk more about leadership and changing the way in America for people living with disabilities. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Meredith. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college. One that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss with your host, Reverend Norma. Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darlings, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Spender. 
And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we're talking to Meredith Ryan Reed, Vice President at Marsh USA and on the Executive Board of the American Association of People with Disabilities, a business leader in America trying to make a difference. And also, as you well know, I'm on Facebook, our company's on Facebook, and I'm on Twitter, and you can email me. As you know, I send all this out, and I frequently hear from our listeners out there. And I do have a question for you right now, Meredith, and it's from Alinda in Philadelphia. Here is the question. Um, Meredith, it's wonderful what you're doing. I'm so excited to hear there is hope for my child with a disability. It seems as if it is so hard for college students with disabilities to gain employment, and often the person becomes very, very disillusioned. Do you have any advice? You know, I think the more people you reach out to, the more people you talk to, it's just like anyone who's looking for a job. You really have to network and so much of it is is who you know and running into the right person at the right time. And it doesn't always pay off right away. Sometimes it's someone you met a few years ago. Sometimes you'll meet someone on a Tuesday. They'll run into someone else on a Thursday and say, oh, I just met a perfect candidate. I didn't know, I didn't know you were looking for somebody to do this particular job. You know, it really takes a lot of that, um, you know, feet on feet on the street and, and putting in the time and really um, talking to as many people as you can. In general, it's not easy to find a job right now, and I think it's obviously that much more difficult for people with disabilities, and the numbers certainly reflect that. But I think to the extent that you can maybe reach out to organizations like the AAPD and some of the other advocacy groups, because a lot of us are connected to universities and other large employers, and it may be a great way uh, to make introductions in you know a more connected way. So instead of just being the person that's applying to a position online um, and and doing your best in an interview, if you're coming in through another relationship, I think you have a better chance of of at least getting in front of the right people. And I think that's really important. And obviously, you know, working with uh, someone like Joyce and and other companies like hers, if if there is such a thing, um, Joyce, to really understand which employers are interested and really trying to hire more people from the community, that might help you narrow down your search. Yeah. And the one thing we've got to do is, you know, we've got to have a paradigm shift. We've got to get out there, just as Meredith said, because guess what? No one's going to come and save the day. You know, we can't be waiting. We have to get out there and do whatever it takes. Um, and before I go on with some of my own questions, Tim from Nebraska. Uh, Miss Reed, I'm really glad that you feel so strongly about how things seem to be improving. I must say I get very depressed when I think that it has been 20 years since the ADA was signed, and here we are still with almost the same unemployment. Do you think this will ever change? I think it has to change, and unfortunately things take much longer than than we think they should. You know, I was watching a documentary recently on HBO about when the SEC, the um, the athletic conference, was integrated, and I, I couldn't believe it. It was in the 70s, and that shocked me. 
and you kind of lose perspective, especially if you're a younger person and you take so many things for granted and you can't believe that things weren't always fair or even if they're not fair, at least the law mandated that they should be fair. And, you know, you look back on it and I, and I guess it's an improvement if you're looking at thousands of years of history, but it's just, it's just shocking when you're living in, in the world today and you imagine that, you know, people with disabilities didn't have the same rights, you know, 22 years ago. Um, so you just have to keep pushing, and there's a new, you know, inspiring story every day. Um, one thing that we learn being a part of the AAPD, when you look at so many fantastic candidates that are in the community that we award uh, the Hearn Award to every year at our, ga- uh, our gala, actually I think we give two of them, and it's difficult to make the choice. That that gives me hope that there are so many wonderful people out there doing great things locally, and they become heroes for other people and examples for employers. Um, and it just has to be that you know combination of you know legislation and grassroots efforts and local advocacy. And the other piece too is is representation in the media. So one one of the things we're doing this year at the APD Gala is we're uh, giving an award to the cast of Glee. It's been an incredibly you know, popular, award-winning show, representing many different constituencies, but they do have um, two, two actors. One has a disability. The other one plays a person with a disability, and we're recognizing them because, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, people don't really get exposure to important issues in this country until it's on TV sometimes. So that's what we want to uh, recognize, and we think it's a, a wonderful thing, but it's all a piece of, of the larger puzzle. It's like a, uh, a giant marketing plan that we're a part of, and you just have to keep pushing each component of it. Yeah, and never give up, and that right. is hard. It is hard, but, you know, we have to keep going or what's going to happen, right? That's right, and I'm still waiting for the first woman president. That's right. So that's taking a long time, too. So we're getting closer on all fronts. That's right. Well, Meredith, speaking of AAPD, you have had the opportunity to work with people like Tony Coelho, Ted Kennedy, Jr., Cheryl Sensenbrenner, Ralph Boyd. I could just go on and on Mm -hmm. about all these great disability leaders uh, that have been Andy Imperato, of course, um, so many great people. What what impact do you think someone like Tony Coelho has had on AAPD as the chair? Well, I'd like to joke with Tony since his you know term has begun, our meetings have have become shorter and our fundraising has become larger and I think that's a fantastic combination. He is incredibly efficient and driven and focused and he's wonderful at pulling people together. He's so connected into you know the the Washington community, the business world, and he's able to bring people together and raise visibility for this for this cause. And I think it's been uh, fantastic to work alongside him, um, and certainly learned a lot from his perspective. And he's been you know involved in just about every component of it. Um, of course, working with Cheryl and Ralph and Ted has been fantastic, and everyone brings their own. Um, you know, career, their own personal experience, and it's just been it's been great. And I, I feel like as a group, there's nothing we can't accomplish. There's no one we can't get in front of, and it's just terrific to be 
a part of such a highly functioning group. I think all of us have experienced um, being a part of a a non-functioning group before, whether it's in school or or work or any other uh, location. But you know, this this board has been such a wonderful experience for me because it it really works. It does. I love that what you said about um, what you said about Tony. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Isn't right. that the truth? You know, meetings have decreased, funding has increased, and, and what? That, that is a great way to yeah. describe it. I think that's a great measurement for for any role you're in. Um, you know, I think we're all plagued with with too many meetings, and none of us have enough time, and and all of us want to accomplish something every day. You know, you want to move move the the goal forward, whatever it is. And I think that you know, when you have that sense of accomplishment, or you feel like you maybe changed a life, or you you know did something good for someone who deserved it, or you changed something that was really important that's going to affect a lot of people. I mean, one of the things that I've, you know, it's very popular right now or probably always has been to kind of make fun of the government and say how dysfunctional Washington is. And, of course, there's some truth to that. But at the same time, when you see the power of legislation and how many lives it impacts, it's really stunning at how effective it really can be and how important it is and how many laws are passed, you know, every week and, and most people don't even know it. Right. That's right. Well, uh, Meredith, our big event is coming up that we've been talking about, March 15th, uh, next week, which is the AAPD Gala. I wondered if you could talk about that for a few minutes and also about last year's gala. Sure. So as you described, it is the Academy Awards for the Disability Community. Last year, um, there were even celebrities there. We had Betsy Johnson did the uh, design work for the event. She spoke. The wonderful thing about her is not only her energy and the fashion show she did the night before for people in the community, but also the fact that she she draws the paparazzi out. So we had fantastic press coverage of our event that you know we didn't have to pay for, and and it was all viral, and and it brought uh, another audience to our um, to our world, which I think is really important. It's it's all about the exposure, and the highlight. One of the highlights for me, of course, was meeting Stevie Wonder. We we awarded him, um, and we also had him perform, which was fantastic. And I think everyone in the crowd uh, loved that. And there are also some wonderful uh, dignitaries in in attendance, uh, leaders in the business community at the CEO level, major corporations. And I think for anyone attending the gala, whether you're a corporation or you're an advocate or just a member of the community, it's a wonderful networking experience, and you get exposure to great inspiring stories through our um, award winners of, of the Hearn Award, and you see what's happening in other parts of the country, and you may identify with someone else's struggle or their success, and you come up with, um, I, I always leave there with with a new idea, or I'm inspired to push back in my own, you know, corporation around um, hiring or anything else we're trying to do, and, and you find new resources. You know, last year we had some events before the gala, the day before, and I heard someone speak from IBM, and it was phenomenal what he was talking about and what they were doing and what they were working on, and, you know, it really was another great contact for me that I could bring back to my world, and I think those opportunities exist for anyone who goes to the gala. Yeah, and let me just tell you, she puts her money where her mouth is. 
when she says she did something right after, oh, yeah, she did. She Right after, the next day, she wanted to hire a person with a disability. So she is not making it up, man. She really took that gala seriously. Too bad. Oh, I wish every employer in America could be, you know, either like watching it, live stream, if not being there, because it would have that same impact on so many people. It really would. So, hey, AAPD Gala next Tuesday in D.C. Go to www.aapd.com if you want more information. We're going to go to break, but we'll be right back in a few minutes with our guest, Meredith Ryan-Reed, Vice President at March USA and a business leader in America moving forward to help Americans with disabilities. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Meredith. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darlings, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we are talking to Meredith Ryan-Reed, Vice President at Marsh USA, an executive board member of the American Association of People with Disabilities, and someone I'm glad to have on our side. And hey, we have a question from Linda in Washington, D.C., and here it is, Meredith. Meredith, 
It is wonderful to hear everything you're doing and how open-minded you are. Was there any specific incident that caused this to happen, or was it just from AAPD? It was just from AAPD. And, you know, just in general, I've always had a uh, very strong sense of fairness, and I've been outraged by injustice. So this has been sort of in my DNA and certainly, you know, taught by my parents and and other people I looked up to. Um, I'm not that into the whole Zodiac thing, but I, I happen to be a Libra, and the sign there is, you know, the scales, and you're supposed to have a, a sense of fairness. So I don't know, maybe that was part of it too, but um, it just has always made me really angry to see anyone get treated unfairly or to be bullied. You know, that was that was always something that upset me. You know, I was fortunate enough, and, and I didn't personally experience much of that growing up, but it always made me really mad when I saw it, and, and I got in the middle of, of some of that. Um, and, you know, so this was an easy... An easy thing. When I understood what the mission of the APD was and met the people who were on the board and, and who were served by the community, it was just a, a great group to be a part of, and it was an easy decision for me, and frankly, I was honored when I was asked and surprised. Huh. Well, we're honored to have you, Meredith. See, that is something about you. I always say a great leader serves a great leader is humble, just as Yoshiko and Justin Dart always have been, and that's a defining character of greatness, in my opinion. So we're honored to have you on the board also and have you leading the way and helping us move on. I wanted to ask you, for any companies listening right now to the show, what, what do you, if you were talking to them, and they said to you, Meredith, what would be the greatest benefit to us, uh, us from the private sector, either attending the gala or being a sponsor? What would you say? You know, I think it's education, it's inspiration, and exposure to other companies, to inspiring leaders in the community, to, you know, elected officials and other members of the government. You know, you mentioned uh, OPM earlier. And there is just such a lack of awareness, I think, of what's going on in the public sector if you're in a, if you're in a private company. And in general, you know, there's, there's things to be learned either way. And it's, you know, the government is a very large employer. So I think there's, um, issues that can overlap and, and translate. And I also think that most companies are struggling with the language and really being in touch with the disability community, and that stops them. You know, it almost, you know, halts them from, from you know, wading in and getting involved. And I think companies would be less fearful of that or uncomfortable with that if they were actually there. And, you know, as I brought our, our chief diversity officer to the event last year, and, and her comment was, you know, you, you basically brought us to the epicenter of this community. You know, we wanted to get more involved, and we weren't exactly sure how to do it, but here we are at, you know, the center of, of the community, and this was at the gala and at the events preceding that, and I know that it was a fantastic introduction for her, and so many great things have come from that, um, you know, in our, in our own company that I think the same thing would happen for, for others. And I, and I agree. I concur with that. I, I feel it changes the whole perception 
of the disability community. Yeah. I know so many people that when I told them about the gala, they had no idea what it was going to be like. This right. is not what they envisioned in their mind. They're saying, oh, disability community, oh, you know, because I took people as a guest. So mm-hmm. they had no idea what this would be, and they were just floored. And if you attend, you will be overwhelmed. It is just spectacular, really, is the only word I can use. March 15th, D.C., www.aapd.com. Now, Meredith, as I mentioned earlier, you are now on the executive board of the American Association of People with Disabilities. As you think about this, what what do you hope to accomplish as a leader for AAPD? I think one of the biggest things is raising awareness about the specific issues in the community. You know, reducing the ignorance or you know, the apathy or the lack of understanding, and that's pretty broad. But specifically, improving employment. I think that that's something that we can tackle and we need to do, and a lot of the money we raise needs to go toward those efforts. And I think that's really how you start changing people's lives. It's just like in politics or anywhere else, you know, unless people have a job, you know, there's really not many other things that are as important to them. And I think that that's that's critical. Yeah, that's what Tony always says. He always says, without the job, there are so many things you cannot, you know, you can't do. Don't worry about transportation, housing. Right. None of this matters if you don't have employment. That's and right. that is where we have to have right now. That is the civil rights issue for Americans with disabilities, mm-hmm. employment. And employment matters. Employment is the key. We really have to move on this. Mm-hmm. So we're glad, Meredith, that this is an area that you want to help us with. Um, and with that, we have a Tony from Philadelphia, and his question is, uh, Meredith, are there any special degrees or any special classes or graduate programs that you believe would help a person with a disability gain employment? I don't have anything specific in mind. I think that, you know, if you're passionate about a particular industry or a particular type of work, that's what you should follow. I think that when you're you're passionate about something, you do a better job, and that comes through. I recently talked to a colleague, and her son, who does not have a disability, has been a disability advocate in his own high school, in his own community for several years now, and she has no idea where he he gets this from, um, but he has such energy around it. And he has made it into uh, a pretty big, big deal for him. He's been you know, given some awards locally in the community, and he's been asked to participate in a program that uh, one of the Ivy League schools is offering this summer. And he's really made it into something wonderful for him himself and, and those in his community. But it's also become a great thing for him to put on his resume as he's applying to colleges and that'll just translate into additional things he can talk about in job interviews and you know just sort of becomes um, a bigger thing and and there is plenty of room for advocates in the community we're not suffering from too many people being involved um, and I think that that's a a great way for people to to find other uh, other people who are interested in the same kind of thing and maybe connections to other employers, and the more you get involved with 
things sort of start to reveal themselves and you, you figure out what you like and what you don't like. Um, you know, I don't know that there's any magic degree for anything these days. There are certainly people with uh, multiple advanced degrees who don't have job security and, you know, there's no, there's no guarantee. Yeah. You know what I'd love to know? I'd love to know what impacted that young man to do that. I don't, you know, I couldn't get a specific answer. I'll, I'll follow up with her, but she's just in awe of him. I mean, he just has such passion about it, and I don't know if it was a specific incident in school or he got involved with one particular group and it, you know, just turned into this bigger thing, but I was just so delighted to hear her story, and you could tell she was so proud of him, and she she was contacting me because I lead the employee resource group here, uh, with with another um, colleague, and she wanted to see if he could come speak to our group, and I thought that would be fantastic because we have a lot of uh, people who not only have disabilities but are caretakers, and I think it's really important for people to see um, people with disabilities in the office and um, a wonderful example for for their children or the people that they're taking care of, and then also people without disabilities who are passionate about the issues and you know then it just becomes on everyone's it gets on everyone's radar screen and and more people want to get involved and it it actually becomes fun at a certain point yeah and, and i think that's it does what, and what i mean i i just think that i just think that is a great story you told i think that's phenomenal i really do i think that is phenomenal so kudos to that young man you know keep it up so you were talking about a topic that is very, 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 very important to me, which is bullying, because I speak across America to young people with disabilities in high school, and they are brutally bullied, some even uh, attempting suicide, some succeeding. So I wondered, Meredith, um, what advice do you have for a young person in school who is being bullied because of their disability. Well, first of all, I feel the same way you do, and it it makes me sick. Um, I think one thing I've seen recently is the campaign uh, called It Gets Better, and it's targeted to um, teens who are in the uh, LGBT community. And I I liked it at first because I saw, you know, celebrities and other prominent people who were videoed telling their story and telling teenagers, don't worry, it gets better. But to me, that's not enough. You know, it gets better isn't good enough. It shouldn't have to get better. You know, teens or children shouldn't have to wait. And I think it's the responsibility of teachers, adults, parents, other students. Nobody should be bullied. It shouldn't be allowed to exist and it shouldn't be the problem of the person who's being bullied. Their responsibility is to tell people it's happening. Tell everyone you can think of until somebody reacts, until somebody helps you and protects you and does the right thing because it's just so wrong and it's everybody's problem. If people know that it's happening and they don't take any action, they're as guilty as the people who are doing the bullying. And that's the piece that just enrages me. I don't understand how these things can happen without adults getting involved. And and that's the piece. Those are the people who need to step up. It's not enough that we, you know, punish the people, the, the bullies. It's It's not enough. You know, everyone else has to get involved, and it's a community problem. It's not just 
an isolated incident. Yeah. And for all of you young people out there, remember, we have now on Facebook the Bender Lead On Team. Facebook, Bender Lead On Team. And that is young people with disabilities across the United States who have been bullied or who are standing up to help other people who are being bullied. You go on there and you tell your story. You're going to have tons of people coming out to support you that are your friends. Mm -hmm. Don't put up with it. Don't put up with it. You're not the problem. They are. Just remember that. Well, with that, we've got to go to break, and then we'll be back to close the show with Meredith Ryan Reed. Don't go away. We have more good stuff to come. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Marsh Engel Show. Join the movement to empower yourself with the essentials of feminine power and success and learn how women around the world are becoming more inspired, more influential, and absolutely amazing. Each week, Marsh sits down for an engaging conversation with women who are boldly committed to living their most amazing life. You'll discover ways to step into your greatest vision, deepen your relationships, and unleash your real creative brilliance. Get ready. It's time to jump into the conversation. It's Monday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern for The Marsh Engel Show on the Voice America Business Network. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Joy Spender, and I'm with our guest. Meredith Ryan Reed, Vice President at Marsh USA. And while we were on break, let me tell you what. Meredith is as fired up as I am 
standing up for these young people with disabilities being bullied. So just so they know, Meredith, you're another person out there that has their back, right? Absolutely. See? I always tell them you'd be surprised how many people in America that are very successful are out there and have your back. Well, Meredith, I've got to tell you what. Now, the next question is one of the hardest questions. I've been doing this show now for eight years, and I always ask these last two questions um, that I want to ask you and why it's so hard. is just like you. You've already accomplished so much in your life, but my question is what do you consider your greatest accomplishment? Well, up until four months ago, Joyce, this would have been a tough question to answer, but I had a baby, my first baby on October 27th, and that's a, it's an easy, easy thing for me to talk about now. Um, and I'll even take it a step further, and probably before before that, the best thing I could have done was pick the right father, and that's my, my husband, Clint Reed, who is wonderful, and we are just having the best time even though we're exhausted we just love every minute of it and you know we just we just hope to to do things in our life to make her life better and and that applies to um you know the, the community as well i can't imagine well i can't imagine her ever being bullied and someone surviving that um <laughs> but, but that's i can't how I either feel. i cannot imagine it either no no i mean this this is you know you're your whole world and your perspective changes when you have a child, and I it just makes me, you know, feel even closer to the people in our community who are our caretakers and also, um, you know, people living with disabilities. And you know, you understand the the challenges in life when you when you don't have a disability, and to pile that on top of it, um, you, you know, you really get you really get passionate about it, and and certainly empathetic and and uh, and fired up. And what is her name? Her name is L. Well, there you go. We're expecting her to become a future disability leader. Absolutely. She's four months now, but we're waiting. We're ready to go. Yeah, Yeah, you know, it is amazing that many mothers, and again, these are parents not of children with disabilities. It doesn't matter. Sometimes they are my biggest supporters about Mm -hmm. this bullying. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it just makes you insane. I mean, I get upset about it not having, you know, quote, a horse in the race, but to even think for one minute that, you know, someone would pick on my child, it makes me makes me go crazy. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, that is something that makes me go crazy also, mm-hmm. but I can tell that having this child changed you immensely, didn't it? Yes. Without a doubt, I mean, academically, I understood it would, but physically experiencing it and and all the emotions that that go along with it, you know, you just become mush and you have a whole new, uh, you know, drive in your in your life and and everything else. Well, um, it, it it is a wonderful miracle of God. There is nothing like it in the world. You know, uh, my husband and I have been married over 32 years. We do not have children, but I always tell people I feel like I have thousands of children because of, you know, what I do for a living and of all the people that I work with. But I love children. I do. I just love them. And I actually, I can't understand how there would be anyone that doesn't love children. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately there are, and that is a Terrible thing because, well, I just can't 
I can't understand it. Can you? No. <laughs> no, I can't. Well, I have, yes, here we go. I have another question for you. Uh, and this is from Lindsay in Connecticut. Meredith, my first thing I want to do is applaud you for what you're doing to try to help people with disabilities. Um, I was very interested in your comments about bullying. Uh, my child is bullied terribly. I was just wondering what would you do if you were in my shoes. It is a situation at school that I cannot seem to get resolved. Well, my heart goes out to you because I think it's absolutely horrible. Um, I don't know exactly how to resolve it except to keep talking about it until someone finally listens and takes action. So assuming you've talked to the teachers and principals, I don't know, do you involve the police? I really don't know. I would just shout it from the rooftops and make it everyone else's problem. It shouldn't just be your problem or your child's. I don't know if you've talked to the parents of the children who are bullying uh, your child. It's just uh, shameless. I don't know how um, people think that it's acceptable or okay, and and I guarantee that more people know about it and they're just not doing anything about it. Um, And you know that Joyce and I will continue to to fight where we can, and, and I don't know, Joyce, maybe this is something we bring to the AAPD as well. Oh, Great idea, Meredith. Great idea. Mm -hmm. Because I already do this on a volunteer basis, so we could even do more. That is a great idea. See what can happen from just talking. I want to say, I tell people, go to the teacher. If that doesn't work, go to the superintendent. If that doesn't work and the principal doesn't work, you go to the school board. Absolutely. Why not make everyone's life miserable? That's what you do. Because guess what? They receive monies from the federal government that could have an impact if you make a big enough case. So that that is what I would suggest to do. Um, but before we close the show, Meredith, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? I keep fighting. You know, you don't always win, but it feels good to know that you fought. And I think that if everyone keeps doing that and, and talking about this and getting involved, you know, I think the worst feeling is is being helpless. So if you at least are are involved with a local organization or you're taking on a cause, you feel like you're, to some extent, controlling your own destiny. And, you know, I believe in karma and I believe that, you know, good things happen to people, um, even if it doesn't feel like it right now. Um, I, I would just say keep fighting. Amen to that. That's what I agree with, too. So um, I have enjoyed so much, Meredith having you on the show today. It has truly been uh, an unbelievable pleasure to have you with us. And I end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader. So, with the AAPD gala, it just has to be Justin Dart, who said, ADA is a landmark commandment of fundamental human morality. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the truth? Absolutely. It's all about morality. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Keep on keeping on, Meredith. Thank you, Joyce. All right, everyone. Talk to you next week and 
see you at the AAPD Gala. Bye-bye, everyone. We're going to make a difference. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.